Welcome back, friends. Lost Carfee, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. In this podcast, we go over about everything that has to do with Kirby from the beginning to the present. Today, we're going to talk about episode 37 of Kirby Right Back At Ya. If you have any comments about this episode or any others, you can put them up on the YouTube version's comments or send them to at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. An important note to make right now is we're dealing with a fake Nintendo account who is copyright claiming a bunch of people's Kirby videos. Not cool. So, this is only on YouTube, and the biggest victim right now has got to be Kirby Reanimated. So if you didn't know, there's like a hundred plus artists, they got together, and they reanimated one of the Kirby episodes, and they, so it's called Kirby Reanimated. And it's just the same audio as the English dub, but it's all redrawn in so many different colorful ways, it's so cool, and it got copyright claimed by a fake account that claims to be Nintendo using a bot. Unfortunately, YouTube is a mess when it comes to copyright claiming, and they're a victim, and so are we. A couple of our episodes have been hit on YouTube. It really sucks. Apparently, what happens is any video that hits like 100 that has Kirby content, they go after. And so every time one of our videos hits 100 views, we get attacked, and then I have to fight the copyright on that. And it's a very slow process. It takes like 40 days. So it's going to be a while until those, days, those videos come back. But you can find our videos, well, not videos, but the audio versions, because this is a podcast after all, on Podbean, on iHeartRadio, anywhere you can get an RSS feed. If you search for a podcast and you look for Kirby Dreamcast, you're going to find it. So that's great. The problem is, if you want to see the visual version, it's not going to be there. And the visual version is pretty fun. The good news is, they only go after apparently the, the anime, but not the game. So... Whenever we do the gaming episodes, which are very visual intensive, those are still fine. Still, we're going to try to fight it as best we can. This isn't okay. They shouldn't be going after people, especially because they're not Nintendo. Nintendo lets you put up videos. These fakers, for some reason, are attacking Kirby fans, and it really sucks. So today's episode is episode 37, Watermelon Felon. Called DDD Wide Crush at Noon, or Ohiru no DDD Wado o Subuse. Wide is a TV show format like a variety or tabloid show. It came out 2001-2003 in the US and June 22nd, 2002 in Japan. Going back to Wide, I think kind of like The View. Yeah, The View in America, that's kind of like what a Wide show is. But it's more like they look at things and react to it as opposed to where The View is. I guess they look at things and talk about it. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Except, you know, it's King Dedede, so it's more evil than, you know, whoever's doing The View at this point. So the title doesn't give too much away. You at least know there's a watermelon involved and there's a TV show thing going on from the titles. And you can guess who the felon is for sure, I'm sure. So the episode starts with nature shots and then you see a bush with a camera coming out of it. And the camera is spying on Kirby. We get to watch Kirby enjoy himself some watermelons and he quickly eats them whole. It's kind of amazing. You may have seen some gifs of Kirby eating watermelons. It's most likely from this episode. There's a couple other episodes with watermelon Kirby, but it's mostly this one I figure you'll see those gifts coming from. And we see that it's actually King Dedede, Escargoon, and some Waddle Dees spying on Kirby and recording everything he does. After some watermelons, Kirby runs off and the camera crew actually chases Kirby out of the patch. And they end up destroying the watermelon patch in the process. We then see them spying on Kirby as he sleeps, and they even use a bunch of stage lights on Kirby's house to get a good visual during the nighttime. Takori wakes up in the middle of the night thinking it's morning, and he gets totally surprised by all the lights, and then the awesome opener comes up. So after the awesome opener, cut to the next morning, and the kids are there, and they learn from Takori that there were a bunch of lights there last night, and Takori got no sleep. When asked about the lights, Kirby has no idea what they're talking about, because Kirby can sleep through anything. He's proven that many times before. 
Tuff then mentions that he heard King Dedede's been following Kirby around, trying to catch him doing crimes. In the Japanese version, he reveals that the Cappies were the ones gossiping about this. That little fact makes things later on very interesting and a little weird as well. Tiff, though, thinks that that can't be true. Why would he do that? But then she notices a flash from a camera and sees that in the distance, King Dedede is in fact spying on Kirby from the castle. All the way back there. Escargoon complains that all they did yesterday was watch Kirby eat watermelons and sleep, but King Dedede says they'll catch Kirby in a crime eventually, and so they follow Kirby some more. In town, the kids and Kirby go to Togo's convenience store for some reason, and Honey's mom is there too, because she's shopping for groceries, and she puts some chips in her shopping basket and goes to the counter, but the chips fall out of her basket. Kirby cutely picks them up, realizes the situation, and pats her to give her the chips back. She thanks Kirby for picking them up for her, and then buys her groceries. She then gives Kirby the bag of chips she bought as a reward. Kirby happily enjoys the chips and is extremely cute. And by the way, during this whole thing, Togel watches all of that. He sees all of that, and that's going to be important later. And of course, Kirby was recorded during all this. Later, the kids go to Chef Kawasaki's, where he gives Kirby a big plate of dumplings for free. Kirby quickly grabs the plate, gobbles them up at the table, and then runs off happily. Turns out Chef Kawasaki doubled his order, so thanks to Kirby, he didn't have to toss them out. So the good boy's having a good day, and again, King Dedede recorded all of that as well. So the kids see this as all the nice things Kirby has done, his good deeds coming back to him. But King Dedede has other things in mind. Despite not being a very smart person, King Dedede is really good at being evil. King Dedede doctors the footage to make it look like that instead of Kirby giving the chips to Honey's mom, immediately after picking up the chips, he eats them. That's what he does with the footage. So later that day, we see the fruit of these labors. On Channel DDD, Escarcoon premieres DDD Undercover. So they make up this mischievous-looking Kirby at the start of the program, and then they show footage of Kirby doing crimes. First they show Kirby eating watermelons, and then they show the destruction of the watermelon patch, and say that Kirby's the one who did that. This shocks all the Cappies in Cappy Town, and they're all watching it, by the way, because they got nothing better to do. And then Escargoon interviews the owner of the watermelon patch, and the farmer says Kirby should be ashamed of himself. So a bunch of Cappies are upset now. Next segment, though, they show Kirby at Tuggles, and then they make it look like Kirby stole multiple bags of chips and ate them all then and there. Escargoon then interviews Tuggle, and their conversation does not help make Kirby look less guilty. Which is weird, because Kirby was fully seen by Tuggle that whole time. Tuggle saw the entire situation, and yet for some reason, Tuggle doesn't clear up what happened. It's very odd. But that's not all. There's a third segment to the show, of course, and this one has to do with Chef Kawasaki. They show Kirby run up, grab the plate from Chef Kawasaki's hands, eat it up, and then run out of the restaurant immediately to make it look like Kirby just robbed Chef Kawasaki of his food. Chief Bookham watches all three of these segments and gets increasingly agitated, by the way. And just then, King Dedede's camera crew shows up at Chief Bookham's with Escargoon, and they ask him questions about Kirby's crime spree. Chief Bookham at first is like, oh, hey, I'm on TV. And then, after the questions, he's like, okay, he's going to do a full investigation, and Tiff overhears all this and asks Chief Bookham if he really believes all this. King Dedede and Escargoon leave, and we see a Dedede ad for a perfume uh, on the TV. In the Japanese version, it's a bathroom ad for the perfume, but this one is just King Dedede with a perfume. Tiff tells Chief Bookham to ask Chef Kawasaki, or Honey's mom, about the incidents that are being reported on, but the chief says that he saw it on TV, so what is he going to do? So he's not really doing much investigating. It's really weird, though, because Capitown's a really small town. He could easily just go a block and talk to Chef Kawasaki. And maybe go, like, two blocks and talk to Honey's mom. Everyone lives really nearby. 
and yet Chief Bookham doesn't do this. It's weird for a guy who takes his job so seriously to not take his job so seriously. Then outside, everyone goes to the, the center of town where the big tree is, you see that every episode, and everyone's hiding. Tiff gets mad, though, because obviously Kirby's innocent, but everyone thinks he's guilty because of TV, and that makes her kind of annoyed. So she's like, okay, we'll tri- prove Kirby's innocent by going on TV. Which is such a naive thing to do. Tiff is the smartest person in Dreamland, but her naivete in believing in others becomes her weakness. So at some time in the future, everyone's at the castle with a roundtable discussion about Kirby, like The View. This is the wide portion here. And Tiff raises her hand to talk first and claims all of King Diddy's new show is full of lies about Kirby with fake edits. But then she gets cut off by an ad with Escargoon for Nightmare Enterprises. In the Japanese version, we actually see the names of things on the screen like Nightmare Enterprises and other ads. But in the US version, it's all airbrushed out for some reason. I guess just so kids can't read. Like, I feel like every time, words get airbrushed out so kids don't have to worry about reading. There's an ad for DDD loans. A good joke there is uh, pay us back or else and things like that. So Tiff is forced to patiently sit and wait for the ads to finish. And she questions why there's so many ads. And they say it's so they can sell their cheesy products. In the Japanese version, they say that the ads are timed to be how long it is because that's how long it takes to go to the bathroom. By the way, Kirby's watching everyone intently and smiles a lot during all this, and it's, of course, very cute, and he's just enjoying everything and everyone being there. Cutting back to the show, Escargoon says that Kirby is clearly a melon masher, and we get input from the audience. King Didi says they have all the proof they need and calls Kirby a catastrophe. Basically, King Didi and Escargoon keep steering the conversation, and the Cappies eat it up. Chief Bookham thinks the situation is serious, while Professor Kuro sees that Kirby is clearly guilty, and someone asks, where's the proof? Kirby happily dances in place during all this, by the way, because, well, Kirby's just enjoying himself. He doesn't know what's going on. Tiff says that though Kirby may like watermelons, he's too small to destroy all those watermelons in that entire patch, so it must be the camera crew that did it. And despite this, many Cappies call out Kirby for his crimes anyway. This includes the Chief, the Mayor, and Gus. There's a fun joke in here in the Japanese version, though, where Gus says there's room for Kirby in the jail, and we see Doron, the thief, in the audience to explain why. Tiff tries to argue some more, though, but she gets cut off again by more TV ads, after she brings up the fact that Honey's mom and Chef Kawasaki are witnesses and they would be able to tell the truth here. But while waiting through the ads, Tiff realizes that her witnesses aren't there, and she runs off to look for them. Taking advantage of the situation, though, King Didi and Escargoon show the doctored footage of Kirby's crimes again while Tiff isn't there to defend him. Meanwhile, somewhere in the castle, Honey's mom and Chef Kawasaki are waiting, and then Waddle Doo walks in and tells them the show's over and for them to leave. Tiff shows up too late and finds out that they're gone, so now she has no witnesses, and now what is she gonna do? In the Japanese version, though, Chef Kawasaki and Honey's mom get annoyed with Tiff as they leave because she's the one who asked them to be there, and now she's wasted their time. So it's not a very good situation for Tiff going on here. When Tiff gets back, she hears more opinions against Kirby. Takori says Kirby snatches bed. Professor Curio brings up the fact that many Cappy artifacts have been destroyed. Sambo admits that Kirby's a bit of a handful. Tiff points out to everyone, though, that Kirby has saved the town many, many, many times. We're on episode 37. Kirby's done it over 30 times already so far. She also reminds everyone who the real criminal here is, and that's King Dedede, because he's the one who brings the monsters into town in the first place. But then she gets cut off by even more ads. And unfortunately for Tiff, while she isn't looking because she's distracted by everything else going on, Waddle Dee is cart over this big something behind Kirby. And of course it draws Kirby's curiosity. Escargoon then steers the conversation to opinions on Kirby's appetite. So everyone admits that Kirby does have an eating habits that are kind of ridiculous. And during this, Kirby uncovers the big something, and we don't see it yet, but it does make Kirby happy. 
Everyone makes jokes about Kirby's appetite, and then Tiff tries to defend him. However, Tuff points out uh, what Kirby's doing, and what Kirby's doing is he's eating a giant pile of chips, which of course isn't helping Tiff's case at all. She angrily realizes that King Didi and Escargoon set them up again, and to continue to make things worse, King Didi and Escargoon reveal a giant pile of fruits and veggies behind them, and Kirby instantly goes into vacuum mode and eats up all the food and part of the set. After the mayhem, the Cappies are all over the floor, just from all the chaos of Kirby eating all that food. So defeated, Tiff sits at the fountain at the castle. Midnight comes to her while she's down to ask what's the matter, and she says that she knows Kirby's innocent, but no one believes her. She asks Midnight for help, and she starts crying. Midnight tells her that sometimes the pen is mightier than the sword before leaving. The words inspire Tiff, and she tries something. So in the Japanese version of this, she's a lot more defeated. She asks Midnight to help her, because isn't he a knight of justice and he's the most powerful person there? Why won't he help her? But he can't help her because, of course, what he's doing, he's undercover. So he tells her that the pen is mightier than the sword before leaving. Here's what Tiff does. She gets all the other kids together and they pass out newspapers to prove Kirby's innocence. In the U.S. version, it's called the Capitown Gazette. In the Japanese version, it's called the Poopoo Times because it's called Poopoo Land. And the newspaper tells everyone the truth about each crime. Kirby had some watermelons, but he didn't trample the patch. That was King Dedede's doing. Honey's mom gave Kirby the bag of chips. Chef Kawasaki gave Kirby the dumplings because he accidentally doubled his batch. So everyone just believes the newspaper. Basically, the Cappies are mushroom people, right? And they're showing the intelligence of mushrooms too, because what the heck? Like, whatever news gets thrown in their face, they just believe it because why would someone lie? Unfortunately, King Dedede relies on that fact and has been able to smear against Kirby's reputation many times and pretty soundly at that. Then we see on TV that a fourth crime is being brought up. Showing the sheep from the first episode, Kirby doing his vacuum ability to something off cam, and then the bones of the sheep from the first episode. Apparently these were the mayor's sheep, by the way. And Eskergen goes to ask the mayor, and he tells everyone that this is all fabricated news, and that Tiff is pointing out the truth in her newspaper. By the way, how the heck did they get footage of the sheep in the first episode? That is a curious question to ask right there. So Escargoon shows the newspaper to King Dedede, and he decides to make the Dedede Mirror as a rival newspaper. This is the same name in both versions, US and Japanese, by the way. And his newspaper is thick, dummy thick, and the Waddle Dees easily spread out the newspapers uh, to, like, everyone in Capitown very quickly. And it's way better quality and in color, but the whole thing is advertisements. It's basically the yellow pages. King Dedede has decided that quantity over quality is the way to go, and he makes newspapers for morning, afternoon, and night. This ends up pushing everyone to only reading the Capitown Gazette because, well, they're not going to read all these advertisements. So the next morning, King Dedede wakes up and a lot of Capitown main people are there, and Kirby's there too, and he's holding something in his mouth. Like, you can tell his mouth is full. The townsfolk tell King Dedede they don't want his newspaper anymore and to cancel their subscriptions. Tiff then asks Kirby if he's ready, and he nods. And then everyone leaves, and it's just Kirby and King Dedede staring at each other. King Dedede says, well, you got a problem? And then Kirby exhales all of the newspapers at King Dedede. Everything, every single page, just comes out of Kirby's mouth, and it is drowning King Dedede and Escargoon in newspapers. There's so much that the force of the exhale is blowing Kirby back, by the way. And, like, oh god, if King Dedede would be dead if this was the star spit, by the way, like, the star spit from the games is not in the anime, unfortunately. But if it happened here, Kirby would murder him horribly with this many star spits. 
And to my surprise, in neither version of this episode is the easy joke made. And that is King Dedede saying, well, if you have something to say, then spit it out. I can't believe that joke wasn't made. I cannot believe they didn't make that joke. So the castle gets flooded in newspapers to the point that it's pouring out of every hole of the castle. It's just spilling out. So then cut to later and Nightmare Enterprises is getting flooded with all the newspapers as the Waddle Dees are throwing all the newspapers into the teleporter. The salesman, of course, questions why this is happening, and King Dedede says he's got to get rid of his newspaper somehow, and the salesman is just screaming. Like, he's like, oh god, like, this isn't great. We then see everyone watching the castle from the distance with all the mayhem going on, and Kirby jumps up happily to a star wipe. And the end. So what exactly happened in this episode, right? Just, Kirby gets followed around, things he did get manipulated, everyone just says Kirby's not great, Tiff has to prove he's not, he's actually great. It's a weird episode. It's a very, very weird episode. The 30s have had two weak episodes. It's this one and, of course, the Chef Kawasaki and his master episode. Those were pretty weak. Just very odd. Very odd indeed. They're very much nothing episodes. Really, so far. The thing is, there are some really funny moments in them, so I'm not too unforgiving to them, but it is definitely one of the weaker episodes. And since I went through all this really quick, let's think about this from Kirby's perspective in the episode, because he had a good day. Let's just think about it. Like, Kirby's like, wow. I got to have some yummy watermelons yesterday, and then today I was hanging out with Tiff and Tuff, and I helped that nice lady with her chips, and she gave them to me. They were yummy. Then that big orange guy gave me a bunch of dumplings that which were also yummy. Then later that day, everyone was hiding for some reason. Then we went to the castle and everyone was there, and everyone was yelling about something and calling my name a lot, and there was a bell being rung a lot, and it was so fun, Poyo. Then I found a big pile of chips, and that was yummy too. And then... And then that big mean penguin and snail guy gave me a mountain of food. Maybe they aren't so bad after all. But then they did something bad. They flooded the town with a bunch of paper, which doesn't taste great, by the way. So then everyone asked me to hold the paper in my tummy for some reason and give it all back to that big, kind of mean, uh, penguin. It didn't taste good, but it was funny, Poyo. That's Kirby's last two days. He's just been enjoying himself. So for Kirby, it's just been really cute and really fun for him. He didn't really get hurt that much in this episode. So that's good. By the way, episode 38, Kirby's going to get hurt a lot. Kirby gets... Not nice things happen to Kirby in episode 38. It's very unfortunate. I get sad every time I see episode 38 because Kirby gets bullied pretty badly in that episode. So look out for that one when that comes up. But again, episode 37 is pretty weak. I'd say it's barely better than Flower Power and Professor Curio's episode. But it is worse than Chef Kawasaki and his master just because I love the food jokes in that episode so much. Kirby in hungry mode is amazing, but this is definitely in the bottom four for sure. So next time will likely be episode 34. Hopefully after that we'll do Kirby's block ball. Episode 34 is a Harry Potter episode, by the way. And it's pretty amazing for a lot of different reasons. And also there's some sad points because, yeah, Kirby gets not treated very well and it's very unfortunate. Kirby just has a very bad day, but there are some funny moments. So I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> so that right there is the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Remember, if you can't find an episode on YouTube, you can always find it on a podcast hosting site or apps, which let you find them while we try to deal with this fake Nintendo account copywriting uh, getting off our backs. Like, this is very annoying, but you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, any place with RSS feeds, any of those places. So there you go. I had fun and I hope you had fun too. Thanks for coming by and see you next time, everyone. (laughs) 